0: Hi, sister. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I have a special treat for you. This is actually an interview that I did on a prior client and dear friend of mine, Brooke Jefferson's podcast. She has the Book More Clients podcast for photographers. And Brooke and I have a long history of working together. We have worked together in every capacity from student, her going through all of my courses. She went through my mastermind to private client coach relationship for a few years now. And it's just so incredible to see Brooke flourish in her own business and most importantly, flourish in her faith. And Brooke asked me to come on her show to talk about what it means to partner your faith With your business. And she asked me what was the number one thing I wanted to talk about when it came to having a God centered business and being a strong woman of faith who is also successful and what that looks like and how I got there and all of those pieces. And so we ended up having, I think, truly an anointed conversation around not letting your feelings and the earthly ways of doing business lead you away from God's path. Because I truly, with all of my heart, know that God's positioned me right where I am to have this show, to help all of you step into the purpose work that he has in store for your life and to serve the people that he has handpicked and prepared just for you to serve. And I know that everything out there that the enemy can possibly position to come at me, to come against me, to speak lies over me is going to come. And so armoring myself against my own feelings or my own thoughts is super critical to keep me on his path. You know, pushing forward on your business plan that he planted. He planted that, that dream and that desire and that Holy Spirit nudge the moment that you said, I think I'm going to do this thing. It's still there. We just allow ourselves to question it. We allow the world to come in and speak lies over what what that truth really was and still is. So we're going to talk all about that today. We're really going to dig deep. And we're also going to talk a lot about surrender today, surrendering your business, what it means to surrender the way we do our business, how to surrender in our leadership in the way that we steward and shepherd the growth of our shows and of our offers, etc. So you guys are going to love this so much. I think that there's going to be a lot of wisdom for you and I hope some revelation. I just pray that today's conversation truly blesses you. Now, if you have it on your heart to work with me in any capacity, you guys can head to stephaniegas.com, learn all about that. I do want to let you know that next week we are going to be having a flash sale. You, so you can start saving up for that if you've had your eyes on any Stephanie Gass course. Those will be 20% off Thursday and Friday of next week at 48 hour. Um, it's my time spring flash sale just to bless you, um, to get you prepared and ready with everything that you need to, to do the things before the summer comes. And, and to hurry and get that podcast launched because Podcast to Profit, my 90-day immersion mastermind for podcasters, is starting April 14th. We are still accepting some applications. Head to podcast to podcasttoprofitmastermind.com. You're going to want to hurry and get that in. We only have 30 spots, and we do have a handful left. Maybe one of them has your name on it. If you've been praying for a way to make profit from your show, to go from part-time, and I'm kind of doing this, to like, I want Stephanie's exact business model. I want to monetize my show. I want to show up on my podcast and then live my life. And I want it to bring me leads. And I want to help people through my solutions, whether that's coaching or courses or programs. But I don't know how to actually do that. I don't know how to sell things. I don't know how to scale this whole thing. Come on. Come on. Let mama shepherd you. I'm ready to show you the way. This is Podcast to Profit 2.0. It is so good. There is a training, tutorial, template, and accountability for every single step. There is live coaching in there. There is power coaching. There is a group of kingdom women who are going to run, run along beside you. There is a Facebook community. There is a back office business blueprint that's going to help you take each step and show you how to implement. It's just so good. Head to podcast to profit and get your app in. All right, let's jam into this combo with Brooke. Welcome to the Stephanie Gass Show, where you can get clarity on your calling, use your gifts for glory, and create a kingdom business. I believe that when we come together as daughters of the King, we will create true change here on earth. And we're raising up little world changers, mamas. Yes, and amen to that anointing over our lives I believe we can also do this while having a ton of fun. You're here for PJs all day, lukewarm coffee, building passive income businesses, and using your voice for impact by podcasting and spreading your message into the world. You are in the right place. It's time to let God light our path so we can experience true miracles. Let's get pumped up for today's show. Yes. Well, hello everyone. And thanks beautiful Brooke for having me back on the show. Um, I got, I am Brooke's prior business coach and friend, and I've been part of her growth journey for the past couple of years. And I just have to say, it's been so cool to watch Brooke's growth, not in her business. Cause Brooke has always been this woman of heart and God gives us These strengths on purpose for a purpose. And one of Brooke's strengths is pouring into the calling work that he has placed over her life. And I've never wondered if Brooke would be successful. I've known that she will be successful at everything in her life, no matter what she chooses to do. But what has been so awesome for me as a coach who focuses on partnering faith and business is watching her absolutely exponentially break down the worldly ways in which we're called to build businesses. And be so obedient and so surrendered to how God is asking Brooke to build her business. And it's been so cool to watch the transformation firsthand. And I'm just in awe of how much fruit comes through these hard seasons in our lives. And just being able to see Brooke grow into who God is calling his daughter to be. is such an honor and I love it. So I'm so proud of you first of all, and I know it's the hardest thing in the world to surrender. And I know it's the hardest thing in the world to be obedient. I know it's the hardest thing in the world to lay things down that feel like they're part of your identity and they feel like they're part of who you are. But, but, but all of that is a deception, which is what we're going to talk about today, right? All of it is a deception to think that I need people or I need certain pieces of business, or I need success, or I need money in order to be worthy. So I'm just proud of you. So there's that whole segue.
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for that. I was actually thinking about you this morning, and um, since you opened that up, I'll just turn it right back on you. You really are one of the reasons that I have leaned more into obedience. You've given me that confidence to really listen to what God says and to break down doing things that the world says to do and have a business that looks like the world And I mean, truly, you have been a, a, not just a business mentor, but a spiritual mentor. And I, like, I mean that, like how cool is social media and podcasting and, you know, where I can turn your voice on anytime I want to, and you are just encouraging me and uplifting me. And so I will tell you, I don't think that I would have been necessarily on either business or spiritual level. I am now without having met you and follows you and worked with you. And so I just want to say thank you because you have impacted my life probably more than you will ever see this side of heaven. So I love you, <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> I love
0: You too. So you're welcome for that. You guys, thanks for hanging out in our private conversation. Yes. <laughs> so who am I? Um, I am a business coach who is really focused on faith first. And what I do is I help women get clear on their calling so that they can start an online business God's way. And the way that I do that is I help them figure out what their thing is. Cause we all have a thing. Every single one of you, you have a thing. And a lot of you it's, it's photography or it's some type of service-based business like that. And you know, your thing, it's a vocational call in your life. That's partnered with spiritual giftings and it's partnered with your experiences and your trials and your triumphs. And all of these things that God is, is pruning and fine tuning in your life all comes to one big culmination in your life of what you're called to do and be Okay. And and when we figure that thing out, we have two things, one purpose and our purpose on our lives is to glorify God through our gifts. Okay. And two, we have calling, which is to go do it well in which, in the ways in which we were created and crafted to do it. And that could be photography. And that could be being a stay-at-home mom. And that could be being a life coach, or that could be being a freelancer. It doesn't matter. You know, you have this gifting. And so people come to me often and they're like, I'm so sick of social media. I'm so sick of this. And so... And my whole point is like, you can build a business and still be free. And one of the biggest chains that we break in my house over here is the social media chain of building a business, those chains. And the way I help women do it is through podcasting. As you've seen, Brooke has this podcast. She can be totally free of the triggers of social media. She can be totally free of all of that and show up with her voice and bless you guys. And then the third step is monetizing it with courses or coaching as you know, with Brooke, she's got, she's got her programs. She's got coaching and all of those pieces. Well, that's the Steph gas business model. And that's what I do. And I've helped over 1500 people at this point, go through the courses and the programs. And it's so fun and surreal to see God's hand work, helping women be free from the ways the world has told them to build a business. So that's what I do. I'm, um, obviously married, have little, two little Turkey, children, turkeys, minions, boys, crazy boys, And I drink too much coffee and I love LaCroix. So that's me. I'm in my PJs always or my comfies.
1: (laughs) I love it. That is so, that is so you. Um, Yes. And one other thing to add to what you do and who you are is all of that being said and done, really what I, the fruit that I've seen in my life, following your, your business model, your, your faith model, all those things is freedom. The word freedom. Like I, I feel free to do I feel free to scale back. I feel free to show up when I want to. Um, I feel free to cast all my worries and anxieties of tomorrow and just live in today. And so I think a lot of what you give that's a byproduct of that is freedom. And I think a lot wow. of us lack that. We just don't have that space. Um, and I think a lot of that comes with surrendering. So,
0: yeah.
1: oh my gosh. Okay. So this is su- this is going to be such a fun slash hard topic, I think, <laughs> for a lot of us, because you and I were very ambitious. Give yeah. us, give us a one, two, three, and, and we're going. Like, see you later. But a lot of that is the world puts so much pressure on us to do things a certain way. And you like to teach the opposite. Let's undo that and let's surrender our businesses to what God is calling us to do. And and every season looks different. And so I just want to hear a little bit of how you surrendered your business. And then how can we, like, what does that even mean to surrender Mm -hmm. your business?
0: Yeah, that's good. So I think when we start out as an online business owner or a a physical business owner, maybe you guys are a photographer today or, or you do something tactical and tangible, we have this, this objective in our mind of we are not successful until we make blank amount of money till I have blank number of clients. And so we start out focused on an end result an unseen end result of making X amount of money or X amount of whatever, a rank, whatever it is. And that's what the world has, has said. That's what they've spoken over us. You're successful win. So I did that, built a top 1% network marketing business. um, Didn't consult God. I was far from God at that time in my life and I did it. I made it. I have air quotes. You guys can't see them. (laughs) And I hit the top 1% of that company and all the while. And now looking back, it's so clear that the enemy was whispering in my ear the whole time, like more, but when it's for them, you know, guys, the enemy is a deceiver. He is not over here being scary and trying to show you who he is. He's hiding behind a facade of sweet whispers. He's whispering sweet. Nothing's into your ear and telling you that you're doing everything for them and it's worth it. And so I believe those lies. And because I didn't invite God into the business. I was just straight up following the whispers of the enemy all the way up the success ladder until I fell off and it got, that ladder got pushed over and I had a full out breakdown because I had built success at the expense of my marriage, the expense of my kids, the expense of everything. I was having anxiety attacks. My, the way I was treating my body was awful and why? After having so much success and so much money was my life in shambles. Why was it all gone overnight? Just like this, because I built it the world's way I hustled until I broke down. And the truth is, is that when you hustle the world's way, you're always going to believe broken, beaten, and lying on the floor going, what did I do wrong? And you're going to think that you're a failure. That's just the truth. And I have seen it in client after client after client. This is not a story that Stephanie gas is the only person sharing. It's a story that I hear every week. I made it, but I don't feel more fulfilled. I'm not happier. My marriage is in a worse place. My health is in a worse place. I thought this money would solve everything. Okay. And I know Brooke's been here too. So at that moment, at that breakdown moment, you have two choices. Choice one is I'm going to get up and I'm going to hustle again. I'm going to get back what I lost. And you partner with the enemy again. And you chase, after so, you chase after social media likes. And you chase after more money. And you chase after the next rank And you just go after it again. And guys, this is so sad because you know so many people. And maybe you're one of them. And it is OK. Because there is freedom today from this, from this path. Well, the other option is you get up and you say, I'm done. I'm going to surrender the way in which I think I have to build. I'm going to surrender what I think is the outcome. Because that's what we, we think we need is to know the outcome. The truth is we'll never know the outcome. We only know the next step. God will only speak to you the next step often. And sometimes he gives you a vision, but he's not going to tell you the outcome. And I'll tell you the cool part about that in a minute, but we can get up and decide. So at this moment, I was fully There was nothing left. I was fully stripped down and I had a choice and I chose Jesus. And I said, Lord, I've been far from you. And for that, I repent and I love you. And I'm so sorry. And I need you. I need you to be my friend, my counselor, my father, my boss, my CEO. I need you to be everything in my life because I am failing. And it was the first time I'd ever acknowledged that I wasn't enough on my own. Because that was this crutch and this lie that the enemy kept telling me is all you need is you, Stephanie. So at that moment, I surrendered and I fully, like, I gave it all down. I just said, I am undone for you. And it was about a year long process, Brooke, of like stripping me down to nothingness so that I could be rebuilt. You know, we had no money, borrowed money from my son's savings account. My husband sold his Harley to pay the bills. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a focus. I felt like such a failure in my life. And he just kept whispering, you're enough it's okay. You're enough. You're enough. And like, things would happen. Like someone would, we got money from this random place and you know, somebody hired me to do this random thing. And I'm like, wow, like God's carrying us through this season. So through that year, the hardest lesson I learned is sometimes the undoing is the recreation of your entire life. It's the rebuilding of God's plan for you instead of your plan for you. So that year was surrender. Um, and tactically, what did it mean? Well. Number one, it meant, I don't know the outcome, but I'm going to ask God for the next step. It meant a lot of repentance. And I'm, and that is not a shameful thing. Let me say this, you guys, like if you've messed up and you've turned away from God's plan for your life, he loves you. It's okay. If your kid messes up, do you slam the door in their face and say, you're such a failure and I hate you forever and feel shame. You're like, and they come, no, you say, come here, baby. And you give him a big hug and you say, how do we fix this? How do we make this better? That's how God sees us. So there was a lot of that. There was a lot of me sobbing in the bathtub being like, Lord, what's my purpose? <laughs> you know. And so this like true partnership with him. And then the other pieces were a lot of prayer, a lot of rest and laying down the busy. There was a lot of just heart work that took place. A lot of scripture, getting to know his word. Cause like, I literally didn't know it. I didn't know his word. I didn't know what it meant to be surrendered in worship. I didn't know. I didn't know how to pray. And it was like a lot of exploring what it means to grow close to God. So that's where it all began.
1: Oh my gosh. So many good things. I'm over here taking some notes because I was like, oh, I have feedback for that. Um, Yes. So I guarantee you more people can relate to that story than not. I also climbed my way up a MLM all the way to 1%. And it was like, it was never enough. You know, the person above you was like, all right, let's get to the next one. Let's make more money. Let's more, more, more. And I think what a lot of us chase. No, I don't think. I know a lot of us chase to fill a void that nothing on this side of heaven is going to be able to fulfill. And I have seen this over and over and over again. For me, my first place I run to when I'm broken is let's work head down, let's hustle, let's make money. Let's, you know, just because I, I enjoy business. I, you know, you, I'm not, there's not an ego thing, but you have already said that's one of my gifts is business. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm able to coach so many people in their photography business, but that's where I run. But the second thing is, I look at my life and I think, oh, I I don't feel like I'm enough in business. I don't feel like I'm enough in my marriage. There's a void there. I don't feel like I'm enough in my motherhood. There's a void there. And guys, that void, it's God. Like that's what, that is that ache. And you will always have that. So if you're someone that chases after, um, your identity and motherhood, you're going to come up with a void every single time. If you're all, if you're not going back into your relationship with God, this took me a decade to figure uh-huh. out guys. Okay. A decade. And yeah. now that I, you know, like the void, it, it's not, it's not be, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's filled, but it's not like, like we can never get enough of God either, but that that's the whole point. You know, the other thing that you said was, the world does scream at us. You are enough. And guys, no, you're not like we were not created to be enough. First of all, we're not created to be enough because God is our creator. He created us for relationship. And if we're lacking that relationship, you're going to feel like you're not enough. It's the void thing again. And so the world is all about this self-love and put yourself first and you, you, you. And quite honestly, that's a big fat lie. That is deception Mm -hmm. in its finest. And so pay attention, okay? If someone tells you that you can do it all by yourself, you can carry the weight of the world, run. Run the other direction as fast as you can. Um, And then the last thing that you said that really just sat with me was, um, sometimes the undoing is the recreating. And I tried real hard not to break down and cry when I <laughs> said that because before we started recording, I told you I'm in a season where I do feel like everything has been stripped and I'm like clean slate. We're going to a new level. Um, a lot of what I was putting my identity in, who I was putting my identity in, that kind of thing, the my comfort zone completely stripped away. And wow. I feel vulnerable. I feel naked, if you will. And like, oh, oh, wait, wait, what are we doing here? And so I just I love that idea of where you might be if you're in a season similar to me is the undoing is really the recreating and and how it's such a gift. The Bible says that, you know, it is a gift when you go through trials and when you have to endure things. And I think surrendering is such a a gift too. Um, because a lot of you are at the end of your rope, like you're even considering giving up. Why do this anymore? You know, like it's just been failure after failure.
0: So what encouragement do you have for them? Yeah. You know, when you talked about obedience right there, which is exactly what you're doing, Brooke, you're hearing this whisper of, you know, daughter, you're not this comfort zone and you're not what this person says. And you're not this identity. And everything inside of us screams with discomfort. Like, no, I am, I have to be, I don't know who I am without it. And, and, you know, the constant, but quiet whisper is be obedient and trust me. And I, it made me think of Jeremiah seven twenty three: obey my voice and I will be your God. And you shall be my people and walk in all the way that I command you that it may be well with you. And the promise here is clear obey my command and it will be well with you. And so this there there's another side to this discomfort. And there's another verse, I can't think of the where it is right now, but it says like um, experience discomfort for a little while. And then afterwards you shall experience the fruits and the things and the things. And the point is like in every season, Brooke, where I felt that way and everything inside of me screamed to run back to the comfort zone of same for me, it was work, but whatever, whoever you are on the other side of this speaker you know what that is, you know, is that, is it to go back to the negative mindset? Maybe it's a thing, a thing you're doing, you know, negatively in your marriage, or maybe it is a friendship an unhealthy friendship. Maybe it's idolatry of social media, you know, digging into Facebook for three hours a day so that you can numb out whatever that thing is. God is whispering and he's tugging at your heart, lay it down. And through the obedience of you doing that, He's going to, God does not ask you to give him something without having something bigger, better for you, but he's waiting for you to be obedient to the thing. And so Brooke saying, oh my gosh, I'm in this season. I've let all these things down. And those of you going, should I quit my business? And it's not working. I don't know And I want to run back to the the safety net. Don't do it. Don't run back to the safety net. Don't run back to the idol. Don't do it. Say, I'm going to stand steadfast right here with my Jesus and take his hand and say, give me the strength and the perseverance to pursue through this dark season and this, this dry season that I'm in Lord. And I'm here and ready with excited anticipation of what is your glorious gift for me for being super obedient through this hard season with you. And he's okay with that. You guys, he can handle, he can handle you saying like, Lord, give me some hope in this season. You know, what am I waiting for? because he always gives me something bigger and better. What's crazy about this. We're talking about business today is when I surrendered the business, it didn't immediately become successful. It was harder than ever before. It was, I still don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And then I would hear a small whisper like, just show up and do a live today. I'm like, what? I have a newborn. I have spit up on my shirt. My hair is oily. And I just heard like talk about fear or whatever I would hear. And it would be like this weird whisper that I'm like, is this, who's talking to me? You know, like, cause I wasn't close to God at this point. And I'm like, I I just had a feeling. It was like, I could, I could put my finger on it like a feeling. So I'd go live. And then I'm like, I don't think this is right. So then I was like, maybe it's YouTube. And so I kept trying things and it was kind of like still an identity crisis, but I was turned to him. My face was on the Lord, like keep directing me keep slamming doors if it's not right. But it wasn't making any money. So I'm like questioning God. You said to surrender to you, but it's still not working, Lord. Stay steadfast. It was like this whisper of like hold on to my promise, Stephanie, with you know white-knuckled ferocity like hold on to the promise and watch what I can do. And small little by little I kept hearing small whispers like Brooke was mentioning like get off social you know, stop using Instagram. You know, let go of this, Stephanie. Get out of this mastermind. Do like I kept okay. 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 And I just kept coming back to like Jeremiah 723. You said it will be well with me. I don't feel it that it's well with me. You know, and God's like, daughter, you know, like he can handle us. And so what's crazy though is trusting in his plan three and a half years later from the breakdown moment. Three and a half years later. My business is so much more fruitful than anything I ever wrote on a vision board, anything I ever wrote down. We have 12 people on this team. My podcast is going to be a million download show. Like what on actual earth, this was not my dream for my business. Cause it's too big. This was God's dream for my business. I'm more present in my, my marriage, my motherhood. I work 30 hours a week. Like this couldn't have happened without him. But it came with a couple of years of refining me. I wasn't ready to steward this amount of money two years ago. I wasn't ready to lead a team. My heart wasn't exactly where he needed it to be. I wasn't in a mindset of tithing and giving in in the way that I am prepared now. And so if you are not experiencing what you think, even after the obedience and the trust and the surrender, it's because God's doing a work in you and you're not ready but guess what? Trust him to prepare you. And that season of reaping will come. You're just in a season of pruning and weeding. And that is great. Be excited. What I'm saying is all of this to say, be excited about the hard season because it's coming. Like it is coming faster and bigger and better than you have ever dreamed in your entire life. And you have to be ready I'm so excited. God didn't give me this business two years ago. Cause I would have been like, ah! I would have crumbled under the pressure, you know, and the and now I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like God had prepared me for these things. So that's that. Yeah, no, so good. So the way that you described
1: a lot of that it is blind faith. Isn't that what yeah. faith is, right? You have to believe what you can't see. And again, I go back to this, I, I guess this truth statement, we cannot rely on our feelings. The way you feel about your business mm-hmm. is, is not the reality. You have to look at the data. And again, look back at the promise because your feelings are lying to you every single day. Ask me, God. how I know, right. Yes. I can say one thing and then 30 seconds later, get lost in a thought and a negative thought that has popped into my mind and, and go down a rabbit hole. And I'm, I feel like I'm not impacting people. And then I have to look, that's not true. I just got a DM this morning saying that the little workshop that we're doing has completely transformed their life, brought them closer to God, you know? So it's like, okay, so actually (laughs) my feelings are lying to me. Um, Yes. the, The visual that I've always seen in my head for seasons like this, or when there's a decision I need to make, but I can't quite see how it's all going to come together. It's like walking or driving through the fog. You can only see just a little bit in front of you. And really quite honestly, like that's how God is with us about our business. We're Mm not, Steph talked about earlier, you, he's not going to give you the complete map and show you for the rest of your life, here's everything you're going through. Why? Because you would never go down that path. If, if you saw it, we wouldn't, because we would be like, nope, I'm good. Thank you. Like, even though success comes with that, well, so do all the hardships. Like, I think they go hand in hand. And so, and I have to say like the level of business, the level of my program, the level of how everything's kind of panned out, I wasn't ready either two years ago, one year ago. Um, And there's even, you know, like I have big, big dreams and goals for my business. And there's a few of those that I'm like, I'm not quite sure I really am ready for that. And so I feel like that's what a lot of this refining season is for me too, is, is preparing us. So, okay. So with, with that major concept there for someone that is like, okay, this is hard, but I I do want to be steadfast. I do want to stay the course. What can they practically do to, I guess, hold on to that promise so tight that they don't let go of it, even when it is hard. And even when maybe they have crickets in their inbox for
0: the next couple of weeks, how do they keep going? Yes. And I love that Brooke brought up feelings and emotions because here's the truth. You're going to get off this podcast and be like, I'm here, Lord, refine me, you know? And then like five minutes later, like Brooke said, you're going to get something come up or you're going to see that crickets in the inbox and your feelings and your emotions and that quiet whisper, whether it's the enemy or just your thoughts or people in your life, what everything's going to come against you to say you're a failure. You can't come back to the comfort zone or come back to the idol. So you just have to put on the armor of God, first of all, and understand you're not going to just get this. It's a daily battle. Brooke and I are still battling this every single day. I still, and, and it happened. Okay, great. So you figured out how this works in your business, faith, surrender, trust, obedience. Well, now all of a sudden I'm over here in my marriage, working on stuff where I have work to do or in my motherhood or, or in friendships or with my being offended by stuff. Like we all have crap. That's going to keep coming up. So every single day you grab your crap. And you set it in front of you. Okay. You just grab your crap, get your thoughts out of your head. Maybe you got to journal it out. Maybe you're going to speak it. I don't know. Put it in front of you, get it out of your body. That's a very important thing here. When I harbor something inside a feeling, a thought an emotion, it festers. And then it starts to feed on itself. And then I start to play into it. So the first thing I can do is get it out. So sometimes it's to a friend or a godly mentor. Sometimes it's to the Lord. It's journaling it. Sometimes I'm saying it to no one. And I'm saying, wow, I'm offended by this thing right now. And I set it in front of me and I go, Lord God, please smash that offense in the name of Jesus and help me to just live by your truth today. And so I pray over the crap. Okay. So you set the crap in front of you, you pray over the crap. Then the best thing you can do is every day, go find a scripture that will speak directly to that pile of stuff thoughts limiting beliefs idolatry whatever you're dealing with and speak that scripture over and over and over that day okay and then the third thing is i want you to activate your prayer life i want you to put a sticky note on your computer on your phone on your on your wherever on your kitchen um in your kitchen somewhere somewhere where you are all the time that just says pray actively pray and this is weird when you're getting started because you think What do you mean? Don't I have to like get dressed up for the Lord and be like, ah, heavenly father at night before I go to bed? No, like God is your best friend. He can handle you sitting there doing dishes, crying into the soapy water, being like, Lord, I'm so triggered by this thing. Please help me. He knows you. He already knows that bundle of stuff that you said in front of him in the morning because he sees it and he wants to help you, but he's waiting for you to ask. He's waiting for your ask. He's waiting for you to surrender it to him so that he can give you something in return. The resilience, the strength, the perspective, the scripture, the godly mentorship, whatever it is. And so prayer is not, prayer needs to become a habit. You've got to do it until you don't think about it anymore. And this means every day. You have notes and reminders and you're practicing and there's no right or wrong way to pray. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll become, the more audacious you'll become and start seeking the Lord in everything. So that's on a daily basis, what you can do. And then on a monthly basis, I would give yourself an hour to do a full inventory of your heart. And so the way this looks for me is I get out a sheet of paper and my favorite. You can go in a prayer closet, you guys, which is literally a space. Where's your space to be alone with the Lord? It, maybe it's a corner, maybe it's a closet. I have this little couch in a corner and it's like my place. I'm like, I'm coming. I'm just coming to hang out with you. And I got my Bible and my coffee and I get out this sheet of paper and I just write, like, what's upsetting me? What's hard for me right now? What's weighing on me? Where am I hurting? Who am I not forgiving? Um, where do I feel triggered? Where do I feel unseen? What hurt me this month or what's hurting my heart or what fight did I have with my husband or where am I, where do I feel like I'm falling short? Where's my guilt? Because these emotions and these feelings that Brooke referred to earlier, you guys, those are mirrors into things that you need to hand to the Lord. And maybe you need to do this weekly for a while and it's okay. And it's okay to have a whole lot of stuff on that piece of paper. And then what I do on the next sheet of paper is I write all the blessings that correspond to that emotion. So for example, you know, God's been working in my marriage a lot. He's been working on me in my marriage. And so I sat there when I did this a couple of weeks ago at the start of February and I wrote down all the things I was annoyed at, you know, I'm resentful of this and I'm annoyed at this. And when he said this and, blah, 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 and I wrote all the things on the left side and the right side I started to write all the blessings in this marriage and all the qualities in this man and all the things that God has done through this marriage and all the ways that he has worked and how I couldn't even be who I am without him. That went on for four pages. I couldn't stop writing. And I was like, but God, if I hadn't got those feelings out of my body onto the paper, God couldn't have worked to show me the truth. And I held onto those four pages and then God spoke to me four words of how I was supposed to show up in my marriage in a different way. And it was all about me, not him. It was about me. And I'm like, wow, if I hadn't done that work, I would still be over here mad at the laundry. When God's like, look what I gave you, daughter. Look at the gift don't look at the small stuff. Don't look at the little lies of the world telling you that he should and he should, this isn't about him. It's about you. And I went, wow. And I was so excited. I'm like prune me Lord, like fix, you know, fix this stuff, fix the pile of poop, right? The crap. So that's what you do tactically, tangibly every day, every week, every month.
1: Oh, I love that. That was, that was really good validation for me that I'm on the right track. I have been doing almost all of that on a daily or like multiple times a week basis. I started a prayer journal, um, really so I could look back. Cause again, we're going to forget things naturally, um, another thing that I love, and I know you use, is we use the Horatio planner mm-hmm. and she really encourages you at the end of every month. Like, what are the praise reports? Look back, what happened? Don't forget, because you're going to, you're going to have a really bad month later on where you're going to have to yep. remind yourself that, you know, goodness does come. Right. And sure so yeah. um, another thing too, is I love finding scripture that speaks to you and guys, I, I am such a systems person that prayer and reading the Bible and all these things. I feel like I have to like put on a show, do follow a method. Right. And I'm, and I'm undo like God's really undoing that for me. Like I do have a process in a, in a quiet time every morning where like, yes, I do flip through, I read scripture and then I move on to the prayer journal and then I move on to a devotional. So, yes. Yeah. So like, I have a process for that, but for me, it's like, go to Google and if you're in a season of, I'm, I just, I don't trust people then literally say scriptures on trust. Like, yes, does not have to be proper. Like go to Google. I used Google yesterday specifically. Um, I felt like the Lord had whispered. I'm not, uh, what was it? You're, I'm not, you're not at rock bottom. Cause I was saying, I feel like I'm at rock bottom and I felt like the Lord had whispered to my pin wrote on my prayer journal. You're not at rock bottom. I you're in my hiding place. And so I was like, Whoa, oh, it's a word. It's a word. So, so I went to Google and I was like, scripture on hiding place. And then I found myself in Psalms 31. And I have never sobbed the way that I did when I read that because I was like, I could have wrote that. And so you Psalm 31. Wow. Again, if you're in a season where you feel forgotten, overlooked, betrayed, um. Mm-hmm. Just surrender Mm. really hurt all those things. Like I have chills in my body because that I I read it again this morning. I'm like, I'm gonna read this every day until we are past this. Um, But you also said perspective. A lot of times that's how God, that's all God wants to do in you is just show you a different perspective. I was in a, um, I'm fine to talk about this now. I wasn't fine to talk about this a few months ago, but I had uh, partnered up with another photographer and I wanted to learn the way that she did business. And so um, I was like in this little mastermind and everything about it was great, but I came into it as a leader mm-hmm. and, and more of a teacher than a student. And right. I and I did it and it, everything that I did, I was, nothing was intentional, if you will. It right. was just- any hurt that I caused was a little unintentional. But anyway, all that to say, I was so, I was in the middle of my hurt journey and having friendships dissolve and all of these things. And I was too hurt to have a conversation. She, she offered to hop on a FaceTime chat just so we could chat out. Like she was like, I am not mad at you. Like, you deserve a conversation. Let's, let's talk it out. And I wasn't ready. And I finally, we finally had this conversation two weeks ago. It took me months, but I just remember God just kind of like saying, I think now's the time to have that conversation. And what I got from that conversation were life lessons. It was perspective. It was things I never would have saw had I not just asked, you know, to see it in another way. And she was like, everything that you did, there was no, there was no intentional harm in it. It's just, there's certain traits, there's certain things that you said, but I want to show you how you can do it better. And I, I mean, I will forever be grateful for that conversation. It was hard. I couldn't yeah. have done that three, four months ago with like the pride being all the way up here. Yes. Um, and so perspective, I think a lot of times You just need fresh perspective. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you're going to get that through a mentor. Sometimes you're going to get that through reading your Bible. Sometimes you're going to get that through a song. I mean, it just depends. Uh, But I think perspective is such a huge part of that. So yeah, yeah, that was a little bit of my feedback on all that
0: you shared. (laughs) I love that. And you're you're so right. I use Google all the time. I use Google before this conversation with you and wrote down certain verses that God led me to. And the other fun stuff is learning that there's no right or wrong way to grow closer to God. Yep. And one of the best things you can do is say, God, show me how to grow closer to you. I promise you, He has every answer. He's just waiting for your ask. And often, sometimes I'll just sit and hold the Bible. I'm like, what? You know, and I'll open it and see what God wants to say to me through it and finding the things that work and light you up. You know, maybe you're not a Bible study person, you're a worship person. Great. Put worship music on and sit in that. And, you know, maybe you are a conversation person. So there's lots of things for you to explore here and there's no right or wrong answer, but it truly just all comes back to trust. And it comes back to surrender and obedience and, you know, Proverbs three, five through six, you guys know this verse, but it's do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways, submit to him. He'll make your paths straight. So choose to go on a winding road of hot mess express, or choose to go on a straight path with the Lord to the destination, destination that he has already created for you. And you are walking by blind faith, letting him lead. And I promise you it's so worth it. And it's worth, you know, the hard stuff that comes with it because being on God's path is going to be harder for you than being on the twisty path of the world. But the outcome is more fruitful. The outcome is better. The outcome is bigger. The outcome is more amazing. And you are going to feel fulfilled and whole, and you're going to feel so different when you're walking with him. If you like mama's show, leave a review, sweetie, please real quick. Before you go, if this podcast has blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review for the show over on Apple podcasts. I seriously am lit up every time I hear from you guys. Every time that I see that this show has impacted your life,